Hello everybody, welcome to DMDR. This is episode 25. Uh, got a guest today, Mr. Eric Rustler. Did I finally get your name right? Yeah, you crushed it. I've been calling him Rustler for three years now, and I just recently learned I've, I've been messing up his name every time. Today we're going to talk about long distance relationships. Eric over here has been in the military and he's got a comedy career, so he travels quite a bit. And I also had a little bit of dealings with that myself because I used to work a lot, so I used to be gone off a lot. I just wanted to talk a little bit about how he's doing with his comedy, and he's he's got to be gone quite a bit, and just seeing how that affects his relationship. So, hey, man, how's how's it been going? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I uh, I miss you guys. I miss coming to the old mics and stuff like that. And I hear that they're I think they're trying to work on getting something else going. But uh, yeah, no, this is gonna be fun. I'm I'm happy to be here um you were talking about like being gone a lot i'm i'm usually not at home like four days a week um i'm gone i'll be in st louis and over a hundred miles away and then i come home for usually the weekends or i'll come home for you know like holiday special events and stuff like that but for the majority of the time i'm gone and i think i don't know i think it works for us just because I'm a lot to handle. She gets pretty, like, <laughs> we need our space. And I think it makes it even better when we finally do come back together. Because then we're, like, excited to be like, oh, I, did I tell you about this? And, oh, did, oh, look at this thing I got. And, oh, da, 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 you know, and then you're actually, like, happy to see each other. And I think it works because we started out dating long distance. Uh, she lived uh, here in the area. And I was in California, and I had just come back from deployment, and she is my best friend's cousin. So she was there to visit him, because he was about to leave for deployment. So I was coming back, he's going out, and we both had time at home at the same time, which almost never works out. And so we went out one night, and I really, I like really, really liked her immediately. And then one of our friends was like, hey man, you should stop hitting on her because it's making it awkward because I don't <laughs> think she's into you, whatever. And then the very next day, she started asking my buddy about me and stuff. So we started dating almost, almost right away. And it was long distance the whole time. Like we dated for two years and I think I totaled it up and we had spent a total of like... 14 actual days together but like in the first two years of our relationship because we start so we started dating in 2013 so i mean less than a year you know <laughs> uh but then i i lived yeah i lived in california and i came would come back here ever so often and then finally after 2014 she moved in with me she and her daughter moved in. We moved into a house on base in California. So yeah, for the first two years of our relationship, we were almost oh, never God. saw each other. And then we went to we went through a long period of time where we were around each other too much. Like after I got out of the military, I kind of bounced from job to job, and then I was unemployed for like six months, and I was just always home. And she was, I think, I drove her insane. It almost ruined like our our relationship, and then uh, then I got into comedy, and I was gone a whole lot, and then the pandemic hit, and I was home a whole lot, and now luckily things are 
starting to get better job-wise, so I'm gone a whole lot more. I just appreciate the times I am home. Well, I mean, you have to be away from the house to really enjoy it. It's like uh, me and my wife's beginnings. We get, got married. I was kind of an asshole in the first place, so it's probably good that I worked a lot. But I, I would do like two full-time shifts, and I did that for years. And then uh, she had finally like broke through the hard candy shell of me, and I started softening up. And I'm like, oh, this one don't suck. So I started being home more. <laughs> this one don't suck. <laughs> well, it, it, it was hard not to have my guard up because every relationship starts the same. You're, you, you you see the best of each other every time. Oh, yeah. The honeymoon phase. And you don't see the horseshit pop out till a couple of years down the road, and you're like, oh, God, I'm trapped. So I was like, well, everything's great now, but I'm just waiting for the ball to drop. Of course, you got a gut full of that. Yeah. But uh, I did. I worked too much. And it was actually a problem with us being apart because kids are a handful. And she likes that I'm home more because I can take some of the heat off of her. You know, the kids are going wild. You know, I can take them down here and let them watch some movies or mm -hmm. play a little bit and let mom sneak off and watch her YouTube videos, you know. When I was gone a lot, it was mom 24-7. And I didn't realize how hard it is to be a mom. And she was kind of like a single parent because I was gone so much. But we flipped roles one summer. I had my daughter for the summer with my previous wife, and my wife said, hey, you know, I'm going to go work for UPS for the summer. You can be a stay-at-home dad. I'm like, hell yes, I'll do that. And the first couple of weeks, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. By week three, I'm like, holy shit, I cannot clock out of this nightmare. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it was just things you wouldn't think would suck, sucked. Oh, it's the hardest job of all time. And yeah, my wife doing that now, she's the stay-at-home mom. Well, she's been that way the entire time because we're lucky enough with some of my military benefits we can afford to have her just stay at home and but i i see it like it is the worst job i can't even imagine have you ever stayed home dadded yes what was the worst part for you just the little stuff like scheduling orthodontist appointment on tuesday and a dance practice on wednesday and then a doctor's appointment here and oh wait the cat's got to go to the vet and then i've got to schedule more dog food from whatever and it's the like that was keeping it all balanced yeah was the worst man mine hands down meal planning that is the worst of the worst for me mm. trying to get a house full of people to agree what they want to eat for breakfast lunch and dinner for the rest of your life is awful oh it's the worst and it's not expensive and it's not gonna break the bank you know it's not like deep fried butter or whatever you know like you gotta it's but they'd eat it oh that, that'd be their preference oh i know i know that's the thing like my kids i can't take them to the store because they only want the stuff they think is gonna taste good and it's yeah. like no you gotta eat some healthy stuff too a little bit you know but also the healthier stuff is the more expensive stuff yeah it's it's Ah, there's no winning, especially with kids. I love my kids dearly, mm -hmm. and I'm glad I got them because it'll be boring. The kids is what keep me interested now. I'm, you know, I'm 42 now. I can't be chasing women and doing all the horse shit I did 20 years ago. The kids and the wife and the comedy is about the only things I have going on socially. Yeah. But the kids are like little tornadoes through this house. It never ends. But I told the wife, because sometimes I get so mad, I'm like, gosh, damn, I just pick this up but i told the wife i said we're going to get old and the kids are going to be moved out we're going to be like well everything's nice and tidy but it's boring now you know right? nothing going on so I, I i try to use that to keep things in perspective yeah 
you got to appreciate it while you have it because there's a lot of times just because my daughter is 14 now oh that's a hard hard yeah time that's right the there. worst it's she uh, yesterday was easter and she snapped at me several times and i don't even think she realized she was doing it and everyone at the table all just kind of looked at me and just kind of nodded like we we understand we get it I just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm so torn as a parent because, like, I think back to my life, and I made lots of mistakes, mm -hmm. and a lot of the mistakes that I made taught me very important lessons. And so it's like, okay, sh do if I went back, would I stop myself from making these mistakes, or would I continue to make it and then get the lesson out of it? So it's like with my daughter... It's like, do I want nothing bad to happen to her, mm. or do I want something kind of bad to happen Always so that way she can grow? Yeah. You know, like, it's 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 so weird as a parent, because you're like, I need to protect them. I need to protect you. And she got in a, her friend and her friend's sister picked her up from the house today, and her friend's sister is 17. And she, like, peeled out of the driveway and down the street, and I was just like, whoo. Mm. Oh, and I was like, no, no, don't, because no matter what you do, you're just going to be that old man. Yep. You're just going to be the grumpy old man. They're not going to listen. They don't understand. And then she's going to swerve and hit a mailbox or something like that and cry for six hours, you know, and then you're going to be like, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I babied my first. Mm. And she's having to learn them hard lessons later. <laughs> But she's grounded enough to know. I I gave her advice through the years, and I I thought it went through one ear and out the other. But now she's remembering some of that stuff. I was trying to plan her life where ain't that ain't how it works. But I'm like, I used to hang around with these kind of people. This is the results you're going to get. Don't hang around with these kind of people. Mm -hmm. No, be damned if that wasn't the kind she would hang out with. I'm like, I've done that. It don't work. And uh, it just they're they're going to do what they're going to do. But at least they got that little voice in the back of their head that you gave, gave them saying, hey, you know, this ain't going to work out. And when it don't, they're like, oh, shit, you know, I should have listened. I think, I think all kids kind of want to test the boundaries of, like, what will my parents tolerate, too? Mm. Like, I don't know, maybe that's not the right way to say it. But, like, I feel like they're like, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this and then some ridiculous thing, you know. And you're just, they want to see if you're going to be like... No, you can't. You can't do that. That's stupid. Or if they're going to be like, oh, great. Yeah, whatever you, you know, if it makes you happy. Yeah, we're here for you. We, you know, so it's like, I feel like, how do you balance that? That's, that's a hard part of parenting, I think. Is, I think it's, it's mostly, you just have to be like, is it dangerous or is it going to mess them up mentally? Mm -hmm. So my, my line in the sand with my son, that phone does not go upstairs in his room at night. I said, listen, things are different now. When I was a kid, you know, boys are going to be boys and all that stuff. And yeah. I said, for me to get titillated, I had to go through my mom's Better Homes and Gardens magazine, hoping I find a bra catalog of them. <laughs> I said, you can find anything on the internet now. Mm -hmm. I said, I was a little porn hound starting in 1995. That's when we first started to get the internet. Yeah. And it just warped me. Uh, I would I would wait till the parents would go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I would be on that computer till it was time to go to school and i mean i i had a problem with porn for a good decade it was it was a bad bad problem for me 
And uh, I was like, I don't want that for my son because it is a bitch to get out of. By the time I was in the military, you could get it on your phone. And I went pretty hard in the paint. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, just, I, I mean, there was nothing else to do. There was, no, I mean, there were literally days where you're like, I have nothing to do for the next eight hours. So I just have to stand here or whatever, you know, and, and you could find whatever you want. And then your buddies would, we were on deployment and they would, people would load up hard drives fold with just porn and then send it to us in care packages because they're super light, easy to, you know, small. Mm. And then you'd plug it into your computer and download all the, you know, videos and then pass it to your buddy and he'd download all of them. So every time we got mail, there'd be like a new shipment of, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so there, I mean, it was just everywhere. And then when I got married, my wife's ex-husband had a real big porn problem, like, like a, an addiction and she she opened up to me about it about how it made her feel and I was like oh and then after I learned that I was like I just stopped like I was like ah I don't need it I don't, it's you know I'd similar, rather similar deal with me and my wife because at, at the beginnings I, I was still kind of dying out of that mm. but still for about three or four years still sloping down felt like she's being replaced I'm like ah, I, I get it mm. I just I worry about warping our kids because yeah it's such an unrealistic everything's unrealistic the way the women look the way the guys look yeah that that's why they're trying to sell wiener pills all the time it's like hey you're not forty eight inches long well you're a freak of nature yeah, yeah and the women have to be perfect there's a lot of lonely people out there because they themselves think they have to date a ten plus because they're told you know this is what's attractive. I would argue that it makes people less productive. Say say your goal in life, if you're a young boy, your goal in life is to go out and, like, you want a girlfriend. Mm. Well, you've got to find a way to make yourself desirable to a girl, right? Learning a skill, doing a job, completing a task, you know, something like that, kind of like that you can prove your worth. It gives you self-confidence. But it's a lot, it's hard. It's hard to do. Not a lot of people want to like commit to something great in order to succeed. And so they're like, well, I could just go. Whatever I actually want is on my computer. I just have to look for it. And they don't have to work for it. So there's that a lot of that like instant gratification. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of guys are like, no, I don't want to do that. I think I might fail. And they're like, mm. and then they would go do it. But back in the day... A lot of times people wanted to have, you know, a lot of men, I can't speak for anybody else, but a lot of men would go and they'd be like, I want to be a doctor because I want a nice wife and I want a big house and I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a rock star because I want all the girls, you know, like that. And now I don't feel like people are as driven. I feel like they're like, well, I don't need to. It's right there. If I want it, I can just look at it. I just think people are looking for the wrong thing. Like, when, when you're young, it's fine to, you know, sow your oats and get laid and all that stuff. But people are looking for attraction. They're not looking for, you know, a bonding experience. And they, when you're young, it's like, yeah, you know, go get laid and stuff. But I, I tell you what, I would rather date a four that I could have a great conversation with. Because mm-hmm. I've done that. I've, I've dated girls that were just way out of my league. And I couldn't stand a damn talk to them. I'm like, this will not be a relationship. And then I've dated girls that were 
you know, unconventionally good looking, I guess, but I'm like, hell, I'm having a good time. Yeah. I, I, I lucked out with the wife because I, I got the best of both worlds with her. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I think that's another thing that I'm going to have, like, I don't know how to talk to my son about some of this stuff. Like, I don't know how to tell him, like, hey, there's a difference between being, like, sexually attracted to somebody and, like, being in love. Like, you know that, right? Like, and it's an, it's a crazy thing. And I don't know if you've ever experienced it where you're, like, head over heels for somebody and you're, you think you're in love and you're, like, promising all this stuff and then all of a sudden you have sex and it's over and you're, like, uh, I don't know if I like you as much mm. anymore. And it's like, it, it sounds absolutely terrible, but it's a real thing. And it's like, I thought I was in love with you. You know, like, I wasn't trying to trick you. I wasn't trying to play a game with you. I just, I thought I actually loved you. But it turns out I did not, you mm. know? And that's, that's something that's, like, hard to, I don't know. I'm worried he's going to run off with some girl and stuff and then be guaranteed like, guaranteed yeah. we I've, I've done it myself and i had to learn those lessons to appreciate my wife mm -hmm. because i i would date based on looks then i dated a couple of girls that were just fantastic and i treated them like like, like damn dirt and then later through the years after getting beat down like i should have been because I, I pulled the same shit that people's doing to me I finally get to my wife, and I'm like, oh, you know, better not do this one dirty. So I've, I've been on both sides of that. I've been done dirty, and I've done ladies dirty. Luckily, I've kept track with just about every person I've dated, and I'd say a good 90% of them's doing great now. Like, they, they found their right person. Hmm. You know. I haven't looked at anybody. I don't know if I would even know where to find I mean, social media, I'm sure. Facebook, pretty yeah. much. The, the thing I was known for, but if mean someone dated and they broke up with me i did not bug them again yeah know? because I, I i played that game the first couple of times where why just take me back and it just simping ain't easy you know yeah. <laughs> that's, that should be the title of this episode <laughs> that's good uh, yeah that's that's rough i don't know it I did it, I think, let's see, uh, the, my first real girlfriend I ever had broke up with me my freshman year, and it, like, broke my heart. And I don't think I did the, take me back, take me back, I think it just really just, like, hurt. Like, I just was, I got really, really depressed, I think. And, which is so ridiculous, you know, of a thing to get depressed about. And especially a freshman in high, you know, oh, I was like there. 15 maybe. Like, that's just insane. Um, and then there was, there was one girl who broke up with me. But I had wanted to break up with her for like a while. And then she broke up with me and I was she like, beat oh, you to no, it. Did, oh no, oh no. Did she beat like, you to it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, she beat Dude, me to it. Dude, that hurts for some and reason. And then you're like, no, wait, wait, wait. I want you back. I want you back. I want you back. You're like, you try, but... You're also, at the same time you're trying, you're like, why am I doing this? Like, what is wrong with right. me? Right, I've had that happen. And then you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, like, let's just, let's be done. And then, I, I mean, I haven't dated, like, a ton of people. I think, I think if you totaled up all of my girlfriends, it's maybe four, including my wife. So, I mean. It, so. 
It's not like I'm an expert at this. Mine, mine was a weird one because I my first girlfriend was when I was 16. And by the time that I met my first wife, she was the second person I dated, second person I've been with. By the time I got to my wife now, shameful numbers passed between <laughs> there and there. But I don't know if that needed to happen or what. So my dating is built who I am now because doing people dirty getting done dirty like now it's like I, I try to be the nicest human i can be because i've hurt people and that sucks mm. but i'm also like if i'm super nice i expect that in return and i have no balance for i, I, I have zero tolerance for anything other than that so that goes with how i let people treat me and like if if you're my friend you're my friend for life and i will like i, I try to be everybody's cheerleaders like hey check out this guy's podcast or just I, I like supporting people yeah you've done that for me i appreciate that i, I try to do that because like for us comedians mm. we are pretty much well our own support system because I've, I've had tons of family never see a show yeah never even click like something just or quick like a little support just a little like would make my day you know and just like yeah. just the tiniest little bit of support so uh us comedians we're good about like hey you know good job with that or just something because uh well it's a, it's friendly because yeah. you're having fun you're 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 making friends while you do it and you know there i mean there are like jerks for sure but for there, the most few, part far few few and far between yeah luckily. but even for the most part they're they're it's friendly you know mm -hmm. like why not why not like it takes nothing you know yeah, just, just click quick. and then or, I don't know, check out an episode and say, like, oh, hey, this is, I, I liked this, or, oh, you know, whatever. It's nothing, but. I literally only listen to your podcast, Chicken Noodle Podcast, with, uh, oh, we have so many different names, it's hard to pick one. Uh, oh, oh, Austin oh, Kent Aust Campbell. yeah, Dave Austin. Uh, is it David Austin or Austin Campbell? I thought it was Austin, well, it's Austin Dave. He's, he's got like three or four he goes between sometimes so i yeah well <laughs> so there's your podcast his uh one cardinals one cubs and one beer and oh, yeah jj jj J. J. jackson and vince opper yeah i don't even sports but i'm they're entertaining mm -hmm. so many people will support people that are already famous that's already got it made to just give a listen to someone you know mm -hmm. just to give that little boost I appreciate it. Mine's not very good. Yours, I'm, I'm, yours is good. It's gotten a lot better, too, like at first. It's getting a lot better. Guys. So my, my only complaint with the first few episodes was the same thing I had with mine. It's like I didn't know how to adjust the volume, so yeah. it was, I, I would have to crank it up to hear it. But my, that was literally the only complaint. Like, you've got a fun thing going on. I, I found out that I had some things plugged in the wrong way. And so they were, it wasn't being recorded, so you would just hear the background noise. My hearing's not great, so when I play it back through headphones, it sounds okay, but then when you play it back through, like, speakers, you're like, what is going on? And so, finally, somebody was like, hey, can I give you a suggestion? And they were like, they turned it, and I was like, <gasps> they just turned this knob, and I was like, oh, that's so much better, what are you, you know? And yeah, it's yeah. A, well, I mean, it's a work in progress. Yeah, maybe. for sure. I changed it up. I like doing more than one person at a time now. Because when we did it, when you sat down with me, we had a really good conversation and it was a lot of, it was fun, but it was just like two guys like talking and, and I want to make something that's kind of like... No dead air. 
Well, no, not that, but like a like a hangout, you know, like mm. like imagine you're in the car with your four best friends and you're headed to spring break when you're 18 or something like that. Like you just you're going to hear some wild stuff. You're going to hear people laugh. You're going to hear people argue like it, like that's kind of what I want to make it. I want to make it a place where people want to come and hang out. That's yeah. the goal. That's the end goal. We'll get I, there somehow. I, I, I believe you'll get it. It's this is. 25th i believe episode in three years and it's not great but it's three years better than when i started yeah you know, you know in 10 years this will be listenable <laughs> hey it's just slow and steady yeah i mostly just i have fun with it a, a lot of people don't start anything because they're like well i'm not no good at it but no one starts out good at anything mm-hmm. there's so much shit around this house here i've done i don't know what the hell i'm doing but i do it anyway this this room i built this room really i, I don't know shit about carpentry this is nice. I built the cabinets and all that. Matter of fact, that thing behind you there, that covers up the uh, HVAC system. I oh, really? I built it to where you can pull that handle and get to the HVAC, but then I can push it back and it covers all the ugly shit. I, uh, That's pretty impressive. Well, it's it's more I'm poor. If I, <laughs> if I could afford someone else to do it, I would totally do that, but I uh, kind of have to make do. You know, to me, this is damn near a mansion because I, I grew up in a trailer. Really? And it was one of those, every, every time it rained, mm. got to get every pot and pan in the house. And just for this to be a brick and mortar home, it was like, ah, oh, this is nice. But uh, we will be right back right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago Cubs fans. Listen to One Cardinals, One Cub and One Beer. Hosted by J.J. Jackson and Vincent Opera on Spotify and YouTube. Hey everybody, this is Eric Russler. Please check out the best podcast with Eric Russler on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Playlists. You can just go to ercomedy.com and it'll take you straight to all of those platforms. Come listen to the Chicken Noodle Podcast with Austin Campbell. Mondays on Spotify. See, I, I like acquaintances. That's my favorite friend is like work acquaintances, my comedy acquaintances. Yeah. Uh, like every now and then, maybe get invited to something, and I'll try to go. But that's not my go-to thing. I'm I'm a homebody. I'm I mm. like being home. Do you like your neighbors? I love my neighbors because I do not know my neighbors. Yeah, that's why I I hate my neighbor, my next door neighbor, because he keeps trying to get to know me, mm. and I'm just like, I don't know how to tell you this, man, but you're too close to me. I don't want you to know when I'm home or when I need to mow my grass or I don't want you to know when we have birthday parties or when, like, I want to be a mystery to you because you're too close to me, okay? If you can't, my rule is, if you can see my house from your house, we can't be friends because I don't want you checking in on me all the time. Like, that's why, like you said, comedy friends, acquaintances... I love working in St. Louis because most of the people I work with, they think that I live in just some podunk town. Like they've never been to Jackson, so it's like they don't care. Like they do not care. It, it changes with age, don't it? Like when I was y- younger, hell yeah, get as many people in my yeah. house as you can get. Man, I'm polar opposite now. Yeah, no, I. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm very, very protective of my family. So, like my wife. Kind of didn't like dude hanging around just because stuff happens. I mm-hmm. hear it all the time. I don't know how many friends is like, let a buddy stay over now. My wife's pregnant with his kid, you know. 
Mm. And just people catch feels not meaning to and all that. So I, I'm very like on top of that shit. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, I do. Me and my wife's got very long leashes. Like she goes out with her friends as often as she wants to. Yeah. I go out for mine. But I don't drag just anybody home. No, I I don't. My wife is very. I don't. I like you said long, a very long leash. I mean, I'm gone more days than I'm actually home, and she doesn't ever like. Who are you with? What's this? What's that? Let me see your phone. Da, 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 da. That's because she knows. Phone. Like she just because there are times where she'll. I mean, there'll be times where like she needs it for something else. You know, mm-hmm. like the other day she was trying to reset a password and she needed two different whatever and she's like give me your phone and i just hand it to her because i don't care like you're not gonna there's nothing in there for you to find i'm not doing anything wrong like i'm happy yeah (laughs) i told my wife one time though i was like if you if you ever cheated on me i wouldn't divorce you because you're a good mom but it would just be like for open season you know but like and then once the kids roommates yeah yeah but then once the kids are old enough and they're out of the house then yeah it's over but like i told her i just <clears throat> i don't know because i was like you're a really really good mom and i just too much there would be too much to lose there would be too much to lose if see and that's smart thinking a lot of people just think day by day like what feels great now Mm-mm. and i've never seen it turn out good not once no but my wife, we we match. Our, you know, like, my crazy matches her crazy. I have to get out of the house. She loves to stay home. I have to be around people. She doesn't want to see anyone. Like, <laughs> like um, she loves to clean. I make messes. Like, <laughs> you know, like, that's just who i couple but it works yeah like i can be clean like i can put stuff away and stay organized if i'm focused on it but then everything else will fall apart you know uh do do y'all make time for just each other where y'all go on little dates because man that is imperative no not really um i mean like well if the kids are spending the night you know with their grandfather or something um, she's real into like health and fitness and counting her calories. So she only one night a week, she will drink like two hard seltzers cause they're like a hundred calories or whatever. And that's date night. And then we watch a movie in our room. And that counts like just, just, yeah, just, just I mean alone. that time. Yes. So Dating like, can be just being in, in y'all's room by yourselves, no kids, just mm-hmm. talking. That's what me and the wife does a lot. Just talking without getting interrupted every five seconds for something we've we've been instead of uh so i don't know about you but like we're not ever together but when we are together we hate it that we spend half of our time scrolling through like netflix or or you know whatever hbo or something like that you know like that and so what we've been doing is we've been coming up with a list of movies that we really like that the other person might not have seen, which is getting harder to do yeah. 10 years in. Uh, but I found out last night she's never seen The Departed. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And I was like, <laughs> tomorrow night we are sitting down and we are watching this movie. Do, do y'all have uh, DVD, all that stuff? Uh, we do have, yeah, we got it. I mean, we have a, a DVD. 
D player in our living room. Yeah. After this is done, feel free to poke through if there's anything you want to borrow. <sighs> you know, I I the first one that caught my eye is Grind. That's a because good movie. I haven't seen that since I was in junior high. Maybe I like, and uh, it's <laughs> it's pretty. I want to see if it would hold up. I was trying to see. I wanted. I tried to watch Super Bad last night, but my wife didn't want to watch it, and I was that, like, "Man, that's more of a dude show." Yeah, I'm sure it is, but like, I wanted to see. Like, does it hold up? Does it still? Is it still funny? Because the last time I watched it, I was like, "This was the." F the first time I watched it, I was like, "This might be the funniest movie ever made." <laughs> and then now, now I sometimes I go back and I rewatch old older movies, and I'm like. Well, this isn't as good as I thought it was, you know? Like, do you like Austin Powers? I the, love Austin Powers. I went back and I watched, I don't know, I watched one of, I watched, no, it wasn't Austin Powers, it was The Love Guru. That's what that, it was. That I, I watched watch. it and I was like, this is terrible. And then I, I was like, was Austin Powers bad too? Like, I started to question everything. It, You know, I, I only watched Austin Powers, but I love those. The Love Guru got such bad reviews that I'm like, I'm not even going to try. Mm. And my wife had watched it, and she said, yeah, it's, it's not. Matter of fact, it, detail, it it derailed his career for a while. Like, there wasn't a Mike Myers movie till like Cat in the Hat after that one. Oh. I didn't even think about that. Maybe, yeah, well, maybe I just picked the wrong Mike Myers movie. Sounds like I definitely picked the wrong one. Mike oh, it's Myers like, movie. who was that dude, Dana Carvey? Yeah, Master of Disguise killed his career for a while. Mm. Like, was that bad? Was it that? I don't think I ever good. saw it. It was not good. Like it had the good parts was on like the commercials for. Oh, the, the trailers show. showed all the. And good that clips. was literally it. And I loved Aunt Dana Carvey, but that movie blew. Mm. Wasn't it just? It's the whole point of it is that he's a master of disguise. I'm yeah. Assuming. Yeah. Some movies, don't you feel like movies have just gone down in quality? Like, yes, I mean, yeah, know. there's some good ones out there and stuff John like that. John Wick, but like, I love so much. Yeah? Did you watch number four? No, uh, me and the son's going to watch that one uh, soon. I hope I, I hope it's still in the theater. But, mm. uh, man, it was just, I, I haven't been excited for a movie in a very long time. And then started watching those on, like, these are actually really good. Mm -hmm. I like, I haven't, I think I saw the first two. Nobody's Maybe. good too. Nobody, yeah. I watched that with Bob Odenkirk or whatever. Yeah, my son and I just went to go see the Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers movie, and I don't know if I liked it. Like did, he loved it. He did thought you it watch was the a, first one. Did, did Did you watch? The oh, first with uh, John Leguizamo yeah. and Bob Hoskins. Yes, I saw that once. They when set I was a very a kid. low bar. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's better than that. It's better than that. It doesn't make. I mean, obviously, it's a movie about a plumber who goes to a magical kingdom you know so it doesn't make a ton of sense mm -hmm. but also like just the movie like the things kind of just happen like it doesn't seem like there's any real rhyme or reason why things are happening and uh but it's super colorful and it's super like cool animation and some good like action scenes and stuff but uh doesn't don't make a whole lot of sense you know it's not uh it's not Inception or anything. <laughs> I, I, I never seen that one. You've never seen Inception. I've never seen Inception. Oh, that's a great movie. That's a. Do you like kind of like thriller? Well, 
I don't really know if that. I don't know if that would be called a thriller, but it's. I, I just like good movies. I'd, I'd like any genre if it's done right. Yeah. Like uh, animation, the last two good animations that I've seen is Moana and uh, the the Lego Movie. I, I like both yeah, of those. I like the Lego Movie. The Lego Movie's pretty good. Is there any shows that your kids are into that you're super? You're like, oh, this was pretty good. Uh. Some of it's trash, you know. So for two decades, I've I've dealt mostly in cartoons and kids shows because them kids will take over that TV. So starting with my daughter, loved Phineas and Ferb. I watched. Oh that yeah, that's a great day. one. I love that show. And with my boy, he watched a lot of Gumball. Oh, he watched. About everything, Gravity Falls, that's pretty good. Gravity Falls, yep, my kids watch that one. I like. I never cared for Spongebob. All all my kids love Spongebob. Really? At first, I kind of liked it, but then, you know, 20 years of it, and you're like, yeah, this is this yeah. is Looney Tunes now. It's the same premise over and over. I, I remember when it, being a kid, when it came out, and I watched it, and I thought it was funny. My dad still... You were a kid when Spongebob came out? Mm-hmm. I, I mean... How old are you? 32. 32. I've got a good decade on you. Yeah. So, I I mean, I don't know what age kid. I might have been 10 or something like that, but it's... That makes sense. My my daughter, she's 21 now, and she was a little bitty when she started watching it. Man, time gets away from you. It does. I can't believe it. Some people... I was thinking about this the other day, that how the 90s, to me, were not that long ago. 15 and now years, it's, maybe. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my gosh, it's been 30 years. Like, oh, it's so disappointing. <laughs> like, it's so sad. And my kids don't get it. I'm, I'm, I feel more and more like an old man every day because my kids are doing stuff that I remember doing, but also being completely different because this generation is so much Technology. different than we are. Than, yeah. It's... So I'm... Like, damn near three-generation dad, you know. Mm. I had my first kid in 2002. Oh, wow. And so, you know, I'm a grandpa now. I, I, I knew that. Congratulations, by yeah, the way. Thank you. Thank you. So, with her, I know how fast it goes. So, it's it's helped me really pay, pay attention to my kids because it's like, the shit that aggravates me, I'm like, this is going to be gone in a flash. So, I, I pay it. I, I play with the kids a lot, and I try to give them attention instead of just mm -hmm. being on my phone all the time because I know that's going to be gone just like that. I get sad sometimes when because I'm, I'm gone so much, and I think about how I'm missing out on things that are going to end and never get picked back up. So, with you, so my dad was a over-the-road truck driver, mm -hmm. and he was gone a lot, like a whole lot. Like, he, he'd be gone for like two, three weeks at a time a lot. Oh, wow. And... The deal with Dad is is he made the time he was home count. You know, just as soon as he got home, he was excited to see us. You know, we, we, we were never like, hey, guys, I'm tired. It was never nothing like that. It was just always, hey, you know, sit on my lap, you know, all that stuff. So that's how I try to do my kids, no matter how much I've worked or how little I've worked. I, I'm always act excited to see him, which I, I am. But, I mean, in, in your that's shoes... Gotta be, that's got to be hard, man. That's got to be... Cause, you work at a hospital, so you, I mean, you come See, home after a twelve-hour shift. And I don't work as much now. Mm. I, I I used to do like the eighty-hour week deal, mm. 
it makes you really not take them for granted when you're when you're gone that much because you're like any interaction that I'm with them now I better make it count because I don't want them to remember me as the grumpy asshole. Yeah. So uh, I feel like I gave my daughter too much of that, too much of the grumpy asshole, and sometimes I worry about that because it was hard. We were by the time we lived together, she was already five, and I was just this guy that had been show up from time to time and. Hey, how's it going? Oh, cool. Here's something for your birthday. Here's your Christmas present, you know. But I wasn't ever there. And then all of a sudden I was there every single day. And she, well, I don't know. I'm always I'm always concerned about giving away too much information because it's not just my experience. It's her life, you know. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how much I want to put out there to the world. But she grew up... Basically, she lived with her grandfather for a while, and then her great-grandfather would come to visit. She would bounce kind of back and forth between those two houses a lot of times, and they just spoiled her because that's what they were yeah. supposed to do as grand, you know, grandparents, great-grandparents. So when she moved in with me, she wasn't a bad kid, but I had to teach her, like, rules and mm -hmm. discipline, and you have to brush your teeth, and you have to... Not that my, I mean, my wife had already done that. She's, you know, like I said, she's a good mom. It wasn't all on me. But I felt like I was the first time she'd ever seen a man get mad or have a, somebody say, no, you can't do that. You know, like, and so we butted heads a lot, especially early on. It was it was weird, and sometimes I worry about that. Like I'm like, oh, I hope she's, she's going to appreciate you. It's so she's at a weird time now where <laughs> yeah. she hates the world right now. Yeah, she hates everybody but except she's, for. She's probably still, you know, a sad little girl because. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know her history, but just a five year old kid remembers an awful lot. Mm. And you know she's she's going to get in her twenties and be like you know. Eric's dad, he's always been there for, for me. It, it's it's your job to kind of have your thumb over and be like, hey, I'm taking care of you. I know it looks shitty, but yeah, looking after you. I'm trying to stop you from making mistakes because I don't know. Girls, she's, kids just don't get it. She's a good, I mean, she's a good kid. She makes great grades and she, you know, all of her teachers always, you know, say like, oh yeah, Emma's great. Um, but she's just, she's got such a bad attitude a lot of times. And, and then you realize, like, okay, well, that's not really her. That's just... So she's probably pretty rough with you and maybe the wife. Yeah. So, okay, me and the wife and kids have been going to therapy. I, I got graduated from that. I, luck, luckily, I had pretty decent childhood, so I didn't have a mm. lot to deal with. But apparently kids, if, if they're giving you shit... They feel comfortable being able to give you shit because they know that you're not just going to kick their ass. They feel safe mm. th to be able to let their emotions out at you. <laughs> and it sucks for us parents. Is it too much to ask for like a little bit of fear? Like a little bit of fear? <laughs> you know, like, like dial it back. Just a nudge. Like I will take this, this tone and I will take this sass. There is a line in the sand where it's like you're, you're being disrespectful, but... I would take it that she's not scared of you in, like, a bad yeah. way. Like, you know, daddy's yeah. going to kick my ass. I get what you're saying. She wouldn't be like that. Like, if for some reason I was y'all's house and you're like, you walk in the door and she's like, like that, I'd be like, oh, he kicks her ass. Mm. I bet you I would never see that. 
it'd probably be more indifference, like, oh, Dad's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. She'd be on her phone or something, <laughs> just, hi. She left today. She came out of her room. I was sitting on the couch. She walked right past me to the front door, opened it, and was about to walk out. And I was like, okay, bye. And she turned around. She was like, oh, yeah, okay, bye. And she came over and gave me, I mean, look, I don't want to say it was the world's worst hug, but if I could rank it on a scale of 1 to 10, it would be like a .25. Like, it was, <laughs> I mean, it... If she could have done it from the other side of the room, she would have. She kind of just, like, she, like, her shoulder touched me, and then her fingertips touched me. And, like, she was like, okay, bye. And then she just took off, and I was like, all right. So if that had been an Olympic event, she wouldn't even got bronze, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to start messing with her. I've told her that. I'm like, you either show affection in private, or I'm going to show affection in public. <laughs> like, I'm going to, like... Roll down the window and be like, I love you! Like, oh, have the best day! Like, just play music and sing at the top of my lungs just to embarrass her. <laughs> I'll show up at the mall and be like, I didn't know you were going to be here. Let's, oh, come on! And then, like, skip with her down the... <laughs> and Dad, you're killing me. Dad, please, Dad, please, please, please. <laughs> How about that's a firm the, handshake? That's the only... That's the, that's the only... Like, payback I can give her. She doesn't, uh... It'll... When... I swear when she gets older, it's gonna completely change. You mean, like, 20? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said older, and I was like, no, 16. I think she's still gonna be... But you're, that, you're talking you're, you're, big picture. I'm, you're putting in work. You know, oh which is gosh. trying to chip away at that hard candy shell of hers. I'm it, so... I'm so scared uh, t about teaching her how to drive. Like, we're almost to the point where we're going to start, like, practicing. She's she's about to be... Very soon, she will kind of be, like, 14 and a half. And that's about the age I was when my dad would take me to, like, a county road and let me very, yeah. you know, just maybe, like, 10 miles an hour. Just practice, like, turning slightly, you know, braking. Just to get the feel for it. And I'm going to have to start doing that with her soon. And I am terrified. I bought her a, one of those like little battery-powered Jeeps, mm -hmm. you know, um, when she was, I guess she was like six. So it was, we had, you know, a decade of warning. But she <laughs> couldn't drive. I mean, she crashed everywhere. She, everywhere her head goes, the wheel would go. Yeah. But, like, but she would talk to people. Like, she would just turn and talk to people and then just into the, into the swing sets and off of sidewalks and down hills and, and into streets. Treats or, so, not to story top or nothing, but mm. I'm going to. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, no. So, teaching my daughter when she was 16 to drive, I said, all right, we're low on gas. I want you to pull in to the gas station. Oh, no. So, not as bad as what you think, but you're just like, how on any planet do you think this is where you park? So, you know how you park alongside the gas tank? Yeah. She parked perpendicular, like, gas tank car. <laughs> and I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> I dare say... 
You've never watched somebody do this before? I, I was like, how could you park any wronger? It's impossible. You'd have to have the car upside down to do it any worse than this yeah. right now. She She's a good driver now. It just took a, a few years off my life, I'm afraid. But Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's one of my biggest pet peeves. That's I I don't I don't know if you have this, but like dad peeves. Oh, where yeah. like things that didn't bother you before, but now that you're a dad and you're like, you're setting an example. Like you know, like like not putting your shopping cart back at the like the cart carousel thing after you're done. Oh, you're excited or, if you do that. That's a have to. Oh, that that drives me insane. Sometimes my son and I will go to Walmart. Like, if we got to pick up groceries. But we'll spend, like, five minutes just wrangling up carts and putting them back. And he always is like, Dad, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? I'm like, because the other people didn't. I want you to learn that if you don't do this, someone else still has to do it. It's a shitty thing to do. It feels so satisfying to know I'm not the only freak. Because yeah. if I'm going from car to Walmart, if I see a stray cart, I'll take one with me. Just because... Mm-hmm. Some poor underpaid asshole's got to do it. Well, that, or if there's a giant gust of wind, mm. it blows it into a car. Now you've got a scratch or a dent or a broken taillight, whatever. Like, no, it's just a bad, it's your bad. If you don't take your cart back or if you just unload it into your truck or car or whatever and then just send it sailing into the parking lot, you're, what's wrong with the world? Oh, like, absolutely. you're the worst people. And uh, so there's all kinds of, but like parking, you were talking about parking and stuff. That's, that drives Can't be me. Can't shitty parking. It drives me nuts. Like at all, so many cars have backup cameras now. Mm-hmm. Like just double check. Make sure you're in the lines. Like it's not that big a deal. Only places permissible is at the hospital, ER, parking. Yeah. If you're in like an ocean. emergency. Yeah. If there's, yeah. If you're at Coles, fuck you. You can take your time. Oh, that drives me nuts. One time we went to the movies, and we went, we had a great time. The movie was, for the four of us to go, ended up being like $70. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's nice. And then we got, ended up getting popcorn and stuff, too. And so I had spent like $150 on the movies. And then we came out, and somebody had parked so that we, we couldn't back out. We were boxed in. And we had to, like, I had to call the, the cops and the cops are like, this is a private property. We can't do anything. And I'm like, you can't like write them a ticket for being an asshole? No. And they're like, no, it's private property. So then I had to call the movie theater. And then the movie theater was like, well, we can call it and get it towed, but we don't really want to do that because it's bad press for us. And I was like, well, I don't care. I have to leave. How do I leave? If I hit this guy's car, he's going to sue me you know like what do i do and so they're like well you can wait till he gets out of his movie and then pulls away or maybe someone else around you will get out of a movie that is an unsatisfactory answer i was i was so mad and i was like i couldn't do anything because i had already made it known like that it was me having this problem. So if I went out there and like stabbed this guy's tire, oh like that's the thing. Like if you're gonna, if somebody's doing something shitty to you, and then you make it known, you've just closed your door to mischief. You know, because then everyone's gonna immediately be like, "Oh, well, that guy probably sliced your tires," or oh. that you know. Every camera on there is pointing right at you while you're sticking a nail underneath yeah. the tire. Uh. Man, that's that's the thing. It's like 
I am as mean and ugly and hateful as I am nice. You know, which is like, you know, there, there's a very thin line of saying that shit makes me hot, man. Yeah. It's just, just thinking about it, I'm like, Ooh. I feel that blood pressure. The, the thing that annoys the dog shit out of me, left lane, slow ass people being in the left lane, they never leave that lane. Cops are behind them, never pull them over. It's just like that lane is the pass lane. Mm -hmm. Like I would like to be able to pass, but it's impossible because Granny Num Nums can't seem to fucking understand. Yeah, go to the right. But it's never an old lady. You would think the bigger the truck, the bigger of a fucking dickhead. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. Or a B somebody with a BMW, especially in St. Louis, there are lots of BMWs coming out of hot, you know, doctors, surgeons, whatever, coming out of hospitals. And they'll just cut you off or, like, steal a, you know, spot or... It's forgivable if you're old. It's like they can't see. They probably shouldn't be driving. I'll give them a... Yeah. All that. But when you're, like, some 30-something that's in the biggest truck he could find with dualies and just taking up the road, they either cut you off or they get in the way or they're right behind your back. It just... Yeah. I feel like you should have to re-qualify for your driver's license. Yeah. I think it's crazy that you, you can... You do after a certain age. Do you? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I think that, well, <laughs> clearly, what is it, 95? I never see. There are some people that have driver's licenses that I'm like, there's no way. There is no way that you should be driving right now. I wonder if it's like reverse fake ID instead of trying to look older so you can drink. It's like you're, you're trying like to look a, younger. Yeah, you're 110, but it says like 24 on your license. Yeah. <laughs> it says 85, <laughs> and you're like, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> trying to pass for an 85 year old <laughs> that's funny uh, well, man I've got you over an hour now if you need to get oh it. nice uh, I don't want to so I'm bad I'll talk to you all damn day if you don't give me that like hey man I gotta go no that, this was fun man I appreciate you having me on um, when does this come out do you know uh, just a couple weeks or something like that probably a week it'll take oh I'll probably take out all the stabbings and all that stuff. <laughs> I think I just needed to vent for a minute. Cause In the can I announce some shows Absolutely. I'm going to be at? And uh, you can follow me on social media at ER Comedy uh, everywhere, Facebook and Instagram, and I think TikTok. Though I don't ever use it. So was April nineteenth. I will be in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Bowery Vault. Uh, April 23rd, I will be back in Nashville at Third Coast Comedy Club. Uh, April 26th at KJ's in St. Louis. Uh, May 3rd, Great Grizzly in St. Louis. May 6th, VFW in Cape Girardeau with Austin Davis, David, uh, JT, and my buddy Julian. I think there might be one, maybe Jacob Sullivan, I'm not sure. So yeah, they, yeah, you should come. You sh are you going to come to the? I want to, but it's on a weekend. I'm I'm always working. The oh, that's right. That's right. Well, we'll miss you. Uh, and then May twelfth through the thirteenth, I possibly might be at a comedy festival. I'm not sure. By the time this comes out, I will know for sure or not. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me, man. Hey, man, thanks for coming. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. I like. We'll, we'll come back and do another episode. Sometime. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. DMDR is written and produced by Jeremy Connor and Hungry Purple Kittens Productions. Yeah.